Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another week closer to football. And we get a little bit of a taste of it this week as the Bills return to OTAs in Orchard Park. Matt Povey, Sal Capaccio with you for another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sal, how you been, buddy? What's going on? I've been good. Um, took in Oak Hill for a couple days this yeah. past week. I think you were out there more than me, maybe. But I went one day kind of as a let's see what this is about, kind of covering it to talk about it. And then I went one day with the fam to kind of walk around. And that was super cool. So lots of good stories coming out of there. Um, saw our guy, William Fickner. You no, know, he's a mm-hmm. Chittawaga guy like me. You know, yeah, I will yeah. tell you a quick story. Uh, saw William Fickner, walked up. I'd met him before. Didn't know if he remembered me. And I said, I said, William Fickner. And he looked at me. I said, Sal Capaccio, WGR. He's like, oh, hey, Sal, how are you? You know, I don't even know if you remember me. But either way, I said, I said, hey, um, you know, we're both Chittawaga guys. I know you went to Maryville. I'm a Cleve Hill guy. And he goes, you went to Cleve Hill? Okay, thanks. Good to talk to you. And he walked away. It was hilarious. And That's then he fun. walked over and we started talking. It was really cool. So it was cool to see people like that. I uh, saw Adrian Autry out there, Syracuse men's head basketball coach. And of course, oh, yeah, the best golfers in the world. Yeah, they were pretty good this week. The the course was awesome. The event was awesome. I said on the last podcast, I liked Brooks this week. Oh, Brooks won. So if you listen to the podcast, maybe you were able to, uh, you know, cha-ching, exactly. I thought the event was really, really well done. I thought the course held up great. I thought all of the people that I've talked to, I was there every day for the tournament. Mm -hmm. Everybody that I talked to seemed to really like the course. I think major championship golf needs to be returning to Rochester. I don't know when that will be. I don't know how that will be. I don't know if it'll be a PGA championship again or if it'll be a U.S. Open because that could be in the cards, especially with the U.S. Amateur coming in a couple years down the road. That almost seems like a little bit of a trial run from, you know, the U S open to see like, okay, how's this course going to do that would also give you an extra month to get the course ready because that's in June as opposed to in May. So then maybe you don't have the weather questions. I know some people will criticize the frost delay and they'll criticize the rain, but like it rains everywhere. So I'm not really that concerned with the rain on Saturday. It stunk sitting out there in the rain was really tough, but it made the course a little bit more open for fans because not that many people came. So if you put on a poncho and had a garbage bag on, like I did basically, and I, I, I was just going to say that you cannot leave this segment without addressing what you were wearing in the rain. I stayed dry. 
That's all that I care about. I'm not too fancy for anything. Like I am so simple and down to earth. That poncho was like $8 at Walgreens. There you go. And I, I went, I put it on and I stayed dry. So okay. I, I saw, it you know, matters. some people and they were like, who let you in here? And I'm like, I, it doesn't matter because I'm dry. Like, I don't care what I look like in this situation. Nobody is looking presentable when it's that bad outside. Nobody. So if we're going to all be miserable outside, I'd at least li- I would at least like to be dry. And I think I probably stayed more dry than a lot of the people who were out there. A golf, a golf quarter zip with like a baseball hat and golf pants does not even come close to one of those big, bulky, garbage bag looking poncho things that you can just put on over top of everything. And I had shorts on and that was strategic because even though it was raining a ton, I didn't want to like ruin any pants. So for me, I was just like, you know what? I also don't want to get too hot because those ponchos, they kind of keep the heat in and everything. So I was like, I'll wear shorts. And that was totally fine too. Well, it was a great week. Um, It was muddy on Saturday. Of course, when you were out there, when we got there Sunday, it was also really muddy, but you know what? I just think it was awesome to see. Awesome to be a part of. I know my son had a great time. Jordan Spieth and a few others signed his flag, which was really cool. He, he just hung out kind of by the putting green. When they signed their scorecard, they'd come out, they would sign. So I, I just want to say from a pure sports fan standpoint, all right, this was one of the better events that I've ever been to as far as access, seeing things, mm-hmm. the way that it was run, the operation. Full high marks to everyone at Oak Hill, volunteers, security, food vendors, uh, marshals, Rochester itself, transportation. Maybe there's a story or two out there that people didn't have a great experience. I'm sure there are when you're dealing with tens and hundreds of thousands of people over the week. But Matt, from my perspective, great job, Oak Hill. Great job, Rochester. Can't wait to go to another golf event and can't wait to see, like you said, pro golf return to Rochester and Oak Hill. Real quick, before we talk about football, and this could be a football question, but you said one of the more memorable events you've been to. What is the most memorable sporting event you've been to? Do you have anything that stands out as either a fan or as media? Well, it's not, it's not like a great thing. It's probably 13 seconds. I was going to say being out for 13 seconds when all that happened and the, the everything leading up to it and thinking the game was over and trying to line up post game interviews. And then everything that happened, you know, to get to 13 seconds, then walking off the field in this complete disbelief of what I just saw. Okay. I was also going to say 13 seconds. So I think we're on the same page there. That's one of those games that, it's just so spectacular how it ended and it was spectacularly terrible for bills fans. If you were sitting there watching it, but that game, like we're going to talk about that game for a long, long time, not just Buffalo fans and Kansas city fans, fans of the NFL. Cause that was about as good as it gets for a playoff football game, obviously, unless you're cheering for the bills. Well, let me say this though, to bring it back to something positive. If it's not that this is before you, 51 to three AFC Mm -hmm. championship game. I'm a senior in high school. The bills are going to their first super bowl and Matt, they're up 41 to three at halftime. And it was a freaking party in the stadium for the entire second half. Going to your first, it was amazing. Going to your first super bowl bands were chanting. Thank you, bills. Thank you, bills, super bowl, super bowl. And thank you, Ralph. Thank you, Ralph or Ralph Wilson. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was, I think as a fan, maybe the most memorable sporting event experience I've ever had. And I can't wait for that to happen again someday in Buffalo, because I think it will. And we'll see if it's going to happen this year. And it's all going to start to bring it back around here. Yeah. With OTAs. I mean, here we are. It is the, it is the off season. We're here. I shouldn't say it's the off season. It's kind of the start of the season. It's really kind of the ramp up to training camp, which takes place at the end of July. So Matt and I are sitting here 
on a Tuesday. Uh, what is the date? May 23rd, right? Tuesday, 23rd. May 23rd. Yeah, that right? sounds May 23rd. right. There we go. We're on a Tuesday, May 23rd. The way this is going to work, the Bills are in phase three now of OTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's phase, phase one is two weeks. Phase two is three weeks. Phase three is four weeks. You get three OTA weeks and then a mandatory mini camp is your fourth week. Yep. Over these three weeks, it will practice three days a p- uh, each week. There's a lot of different rules. You can't go one-on-one pass rush against the defensive end or against linemen. You can't go corner against wide receiver, one-on-one, bump and run, things like that. But they can do seven-on-seven, nine-on-seven, 11-on-11. They can do a lot of different things. They can wear helmets if the coaches want. So it starts to look a little bit like actual football out there. So we'll be out there watching. And just so everybody knows from the media standpoint, only every Tuesday we'll be there. Tuesday the yep. 23rd, the following Tuesday after uh, after Labor Day. Uh, I'm sorry, Memorial Day, excuse me. And then um, – the, the first uh, Tuesday after that in June. So you won't really get a ton of stuff, but what we will be able to give you, I think number one, that people will be looking for Matt attendance. Yes. Me, that's the number one thing you're looking at is Stefan Diggs here. Who is, mm-hmm. and who isn't here. And I think that's gotta be the storyline day one. And I want to add another layer to what sale said. Everything he said is obviously correct and spot on. These are still voluntary. Right. So when we talk about looking for attendance, this is still voluntary. If there are players that are not here, it is not like they're breaking any rules or about to get fined by the team or by the NFL. They are not doing anything wrong. Now, for perspective, Stefan Diggs is going to be the guy that we're keeping our eyes on to see whether or not he's here. Last year, he attended this week. He then did not come back until mandatory minicamp. So if you're using that as kind of a barometer of like, okay, what can we expect? In my mind, I think we see Diggs at one point during the voluntary workouts, and then probably not again until mandatory workouts begin. The same thing, Josh is there more often. Josh is there almost every week, but I believe last year, was there a week where he was not there, or at least a day? There was a was day. Not there? I, you yeah. know what? Actually, I think it was when he did the match. It might have been. Yeah, actually, that sounds right. So, like Sal said, we're only there one day of each week. So these guys could miss an individual day and be there for the rest of the week. And we really won't know, 100%. but the attendance is kind of like sales said. the biggest they could thing. Also, Matt, keep an eye they could on. also be rehabbing like in the building. We don't see them. Like they could yeah. literally be there, but we don't know because there's something going on where they're with the trainers and they don't walk out on the field while we're out there. So, but I think there's a better chance that we get clarification of things like that than if they yep. just do not attend. Like we will know if Stefan Diggs is there, because people will specifically be asking about Stefan Diggs. Nobody, I mean, you could go down the list, but you're not going to ask Sean McDermott about 90 guys and say, is this person here? Is this person here? Is this person here? We talked to Sean before practice. So we can't go to practice, not see somebody, and then circle back with Sean. We basically have to have a couple guys who we're looking for ask before and then kind of that will set the scene of what the big story for the day is going to be and who the big guys who are here and who the big guys who are not here ultimately look like yeah and it's going to be interesting noting that and the other part of this is we will not get attendance specifically from the bills as you mentioned we can ask Uh and you know we'll find out things that way this isn't like a regular season where they give you a practice report and say who was out there who wasn't who was limited today all those kinds of things we know some guys won't practice. We know Von Miller won't practice, right? We just mm-hmm. know that because of his injuries recovering from it. Doesn't mean he won't be there. Um, in fact, Von Miller, we know watching Instagram and other social media posts, he's been working out really hard. So attendance is number one. Usually, from my perspective, you could be different for you. Everybody, I would say that the top two questions are number one, who's there and who's not. 
And number two is, how did blank look? <laughs> right, yeah. Matt? How did blank look? And I guess this year it will be Dalton Kincaid, number one, first and foremost on people's minds. Dalton Kincaid is probably the first name that would come to mind. I would also be interested in Trent Sherfield. I would be interested in Deontay Hardy. Just really anybody who's new, because you kind of come to expect what you, you know, what you've grown to know with yep. Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, you know, the guys who are returning. And then on defense, like, I want to see Puna Ford. I just want to see kind of how he fits into the mix and yeah. how big he ultimately is and what his presence is like. So we don't know if he's going to be there, but you're always looking for the new guys because this is really your first chance to see them for the first time. And that goes back to the bills have not had any massive additions this year, especially in free agency or trade or something. But when they do like this week, last year was all about finding Von Miller. It was all about, although maybe he was at, the first phase last year, I just don't exactly remember, but it's all about go out there, find the big guy. That's who everybody wants to hear from. That's who everybody wants to see. This year, there really isn't one, which brings you back to Dalton Kincaid. It's like, how quickly can Dalton Kincaid get acclimated in this offense? You know, there was a tell last, we were talking about this, I think on the last podcast, Dalton Kincaid just did tight end stuff at rookie minicamp. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that is a sign that he is here to be an offensive weapon. He is not 100%. here to, you know, earn his way onto the fields. Like, sure, he's got to earn his way onto the fields. They're going to use that guy right away. Yeah, and and Brandon Bean basically said like the the other stuff, the blocking stuff. We're gonna we're not going to ask him to block a six tech is what he said. Like he's yeah. not going to be down blocking defensive tackles and defensive ends. He's gonna ha- he's gonna catch passes. They'll work the other stuff in. He'll get bigger. He'll get stronger. You know, he he's in his rookie year. They'll they'll put more on his plate and they'll ask him to do more as it goes forward. But Really, he's coming in as a wide receiver, essentially, is what he's doing. And then the rest of the stuff will kind of have to come in place a little bit later. Not to shift gears. I got a couple guys I want to ask you about um, as far as, like, who you're watching. But attendance-wise, we we haven't talked about Ed Oliver much. And I think that's an interesting guy, isn't it? It is. Um, I think if Ed Oliver is trying to hold out to get a long-term contract, there's no chance it happens. I I just don't. 100% agree. I understand you can't really hold out specifically. Yeah, like, I guess send a message. If Ed Oliver is trying to send a message to get a new contract, it's not going to work. I I just don't think that coming off of the year he had, now is the time to be doing that. I think if you're Ed Oliver, what you need to do is just show up, do what you've done for years, especially in the offseason. Every offseason, or whatever we're calling this right now, Ed Oliver is a darling. Like, training camp last year, if you would have asked me going into the season, who is the best player at Bill's training camp? Ed Oliver would have been like second or third on the list behind Josh and maybe behind like Diggs or something. So I'm expecting big things from Ed Oliver this year. He needs to have a big year to get a payday, whether that's with the Bills or whether that's with another team. But if it's going to be like not showing, I, I don't think they're interested in this game with him at all. And I and I don't think he's going to play it. I don't. I don't get that vibe. I know that that was one that we were looking for the last time out there and we didn't see. And we haven't really heard or seen much from him really the entire offseason. But I don't think he's going to play that game. I wonder, but I 100% agree with you about the team won't play it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I don't know if he will. Could be a very early thing, but we'll see. Um, I don't, he wasn't there when we went for workouts, right? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. And I also don't believe I've seen anything football related Mm -hmm. that he has attended. Now I can tell you, I know he was in Buffalo a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. now, but I don't remember seeing him at the facility when we were there or seeing like 
him post workouts or Instagram stories or anything like that, that would maybe we're wrong. Maybe we've just missed it, but he was not at practice. We talked about Diggs. The other thing is hearing from Diggs. That will obviously be interesting. If he is here, if we wind up hearing from Stefan Diggs, we have not heard from a local media standpoint from Stefan Diggs since prior to the final game of the season. He did not speak to us after the game and he hasn't spoken to anybody local media wise. He's mm-hmm. done a couple national things. We know that, but that's the other part of it. And at some point, Matt, at some point, we got to hear from Stefan Diggs to find out like he, he has to, in some way, shape or form, it could be just like, ah, you know, I was just mad. I could, it's fine. At some point he has to kind of address the way the season ended and what happened with him and Josh. Did you hear what um, Isaiah McKenzie told Tyler Dunn? Go long on the podcast, Isaiah let McKenzie. Him, you yeah. just got to let him talk, right? You just got to exactly. let him be himself. But what, and what did Josh say? Steph is going to step. You just have to let him do that too. I, I don't, that's fine. And that's great. We have to hear from Stefan Diggs. I agree. I agree. But we also last year at the end of the season went like weeks without hearing from Stefan Diggs. It was not an every week thing like it used to be. For some reason, he was just not really around and was not in the mood to be chatty, which whatever, you know, if you don't want to talk, I don't don't think we had the same kind of thing lingering over. No, this is from what happened last year with him and Josh. My specific point is here. He has to address this. He has to address that specific issue with the Buffalo media, because I think people want to know. And there's people going, why do you guys? care about that well of course it's just it's part of what happened it's a huge storyline from last year well for fans the last time they saw Stefan Diggs his hands were up in the air next to Josh Allen on the sideline for media the last time we saw Stefan Diggs he was racing out of the locker room minutes after the game ended leaving the stadium and we have not seen him in Buffalo since so it is the biggest story whether you like it or not it's the biggest story because there have been people it's not going to happen but there have been people who thought the bills should trade stefan Diggs right. and that there were like really really deep issues here i never thought it got to that level at all i think he's a super competitive dude and i think he's pissed off that they've really kind of dropped the ball in their most important games the last 3 seasons i think that really bothers him and he doesn't know what he needs to do to try and help these guys get over the hump. All that said, though, he still needs to address it. He still needs to talk about it. He's going to pour water on the flames. He is not going to come back, talk to us, and stir the pot even more. He's just not. He's going to say, I got really upset, and I should have handled myself better, but I'm a fiery guy, I'm competitive, and that's what makes me me. And, like, okay, that's a very fair way of justifying everything that happened. But we still need to hear him say it. Because there's always the off chance he doesn't. There's always the off chance that that doesn't happen. And sometimes we're like, our jaws drop when we hear these guys and what they end up ultimately saying. Well, let's remember he was also a team captain last year. I think that's part of the story, right? I mean, like, he didn't address this. He was a team captain. He left. But we'll figure it out. And it, it, it will happen at some point. It is something, though, that we'll be looking for, waiting for. And at some point, it will eventually come to fruition where we'll hear from him and we'll find out what he says all right really quick i want to ask you will he be there we're going at we're recording this tuesday morning my prediction yes no i agree no i don't think we see him this week and i think it we'll see him one of the next couple weeks i think i think we see him not till mandatory i think we see him once before mandatory but i don't think it's this week I think he lets the, you know, the things continue to bubble and this to kind of continue to become a little bit more of a story for the next week or two. All right. Well, OTAs are the story. Also some NFL rules changes, including flex scheduling. Let's get into that. And it's always game day in Buffalo as well.